Today is the Feast of the Epiphany, and unfortunately, probably one of those feasts that has lost much of its importance. There are certain traditions, certain countries that still give it that importance. For example, I think a lot of the countries in South America and some in Europe, right, today is actually the day when they give gifts to each other, right, not on Christmas Day. And so what a bummer. Could you imagine waiting all the way until January 6th, right? You don't get to open your presents until today. But it's to reinforce the idea of the Magi going, visiting Jesus in Bethlehem and offering him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Right? When I was in Rome over in the seminary, today was the day that we had a gift exchange within the seminary right, to mark today's date. But today, you may or may not realize it, in the early church was a feast that encompassed four other feasts, right? Four feasts were celebrated on today's date, right? The Feast of the Epiphany, the word means manifestation or appearance or revelation, right? And it was the day when we celebrated God who reveals himself to humanity, right? And the four feasts that were encompassed within today's celebration were four different types of God manifesting himself to humanity, right? So today was the day that they actually celebrated Epiphany, the Magi, right? The three kings and Jesus who reveals himself to the Gentiles, right? The kings weren't of the people of Israel. The kings came from the east. So they would celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ has revealed himself not only to the people of Israel, but to the Gentiles, to the entire world represented by the three kings. The second feast that they celebrated today was Christmas, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the early church was celebrated today. It wasn't until later that it was moved to December 25th. So today was the celebration of Jesus Christ who reveals himself to the people of Israel. Jesus Christ who is born in Bethlehem. Jesus Christ who comes to the people of God, the people of Israel, right? The second manifestation. The third feast that was celebrated today was the baptism of Jesus Christ in the Jordan. And again, we have another manifestation. We have God the Father's voice at the moment of Jesus' baptism where God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God the Father reveals the divinity of Jesus Christ. This is my beloved Son, the third revelation, manifestation, or epiphany, if you want to use the Greek word. And the fourth feast was the wedding feast of Cana. Why? Why the wedding feast of Cana? Because when Jesus, right, he turned the water into wine at the wedding feast of Cana, it says in the Gospels, his disciples began to believe in him. That is, Jesus Christ revealed himself to his disciples for the first time. They saw the miracle and began to believe. This, my dear brothers and sisters, in the early church were the four feasts that were celebrated today. That's why it's not called the Feast of the Three Kings. Today is the Feast of Epiphany because it used to encompass all four of these feasts. Right? As I said, Christmas, we all know, eventually got moved to December 25th. We celebrate the kings today. 
Next Sunday, this coming Sunday, we'll celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the following Sunday, if we were in cycle C, but unfortunately we're in cycle A this year, right? There's a three-year reading cycle. If we were in cycle C, we would hear about the wedding feast of Cana, right? Today's feast encompassed all four of those feasts. And if we want to understand, right, what today's feast is trying to tell us, because we know every time we celebrate something in the church, it's not just simply to celebrate, to honor an event and to remember it, but it's to remember it, celebrate it, and honor it for our spiritual benefit as well, to learn something from these events. So understanding the origin of the Feast of Epiphany, that is God who reveals himself, who presents himself to us, that's what the word means, we begin to understand what are we supposed to get out of today's readings. And this is the reflection I want to offer you today. The three kings meet Jesus Christ. But what's interesting is they were probably not the only ones who saw the star. There's actually some uh, historians who have found that the Chinese have ancient records of a star appearing around 6 or 7 BC, right, which we know is the actual birth date of Jesus Christ, not zero, right? The, uh, whoever did the calculations in the Middle Ages was off. We know that Jesus Christ was born around 6 or 7 BC, and the Chinese in their ancient records have right, an account of this star appearing, right? The Roman, the ancient Roman historians, right, spoke about how at the time of Jesus' birth, there was this general notion, this general prophecy that was out there that the new ruler of the world would come from Judah, would come from the people of Israel, right? It's been interpreted in multiple ways, but we see that there was this heightened awareness that something was going to happen and it would happen in Judah, right? And many people probably saw the star. But what was the difference between the Magi and everyone else that saw the star? The Magi left their homes the Magi set out and followed the star. The Magi were not afraid of a change in their life. This star, this star that was calling them, this prophecy that they probably knew about, right, that so many knew about, the ones who eventually truly encountered our Lord Jesus Christ, were the ones who weren't afraid to set out. The ones who weren't afraid to change the way they lived. Interesting, because as the three magi, they arrived at Jerusalem and they asked Herod, right? Herod summons the scribes and they knew where the, new, where the Messiah was going to be born. They told him where to go. They said, yeah, go over in Bethlehem and you will find him. And yet Herod and the scribes, they didn't leave the palace to meet our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, what's the message for you and me? The message is all of us 
deep down desire to meet our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? We come here Sunday after Sunday, and there must be a reason why we come. We're coming because we're searching for something. Rather, we're searching for someone. But there's a danger. And the danger is that Sunday after Sunday, we acquire ideas, knowledge about our Lord Jesus Christ. We learn new things about Him. Right? Kind of like we, th those at the time of Jesus Christ's birth, right, who saw the star and heard about the prophecies, knew all this stuff. And yet, my dear brothers and sisters, if we truly want to encounter our Lord Jesus Christ, we have to not be afraid to leave behind a way of life. To leave behind something that we're attached to. To leave behind right, the old man, we might say. Right, the ways of the world. And say, do I truly want to set out on a path that's radically different from this world preaches and what this world teaches? Because otherwise, my dear brothers and sisters, we're just acquiring knowledge. We're just hearing interesting things about Jesus Christ. And yet, the ones who truly encounter him are the ones who set out after the star. My dear brothers and sisters, each of us needs to ask ourselves, what is the star that quite possibly has appeared in my life and yet I'm afraid to follow? What is the star that will lead me to Jesus Christ and yet my way of life is holding me back? Today is the moment for us to pray to our Lord Jesus Christ, that he, that he help us, our Lord Jesus Christ, that he helps us to break away from what's holding us back, that we not be afraid to meet, truly meet Jesus Christ.